1: So I've been looking for an outlet because I haven't had time to put together the zeitgeist scraper lately, and somebody was talking about Google trend data recently, and I got back into just plotting things versus things.
0: Have you done yep. that? Always good. Yeah. No, it's really easy. <laughs> they make it so
1: easy. You can just get into it. Oh, man. I had, yeah, I went down some, some rabbit holes, mostly work-related astronomy, just plotting different astronomy tools or different astronomy mm-hmm. terms versus each other. I'm trying to figure out what's, well, I've been rebuilding my work website, plug for my work website, and uh, I've been trying to figure out which terms might get the most traction. <laughs> so, I've been going about this, not in a systematic way at all, but well, just, this is perfect for a Sloan paper, then. Well, I, then I was thinking, I'm only ever going to use words that get good, like, large amounts of Google results, and then I was like, oh, but what if I actually do the diamond and the rough, like, low words for Google results, like, Ooh, oh, now mm-hmm. now I might be thinking hmm, I'm gonna be be on top <laughs> of this now. So, so I don't know, but I just wanted to re up my joy of plotting Google Trend data.
0: This is how abstracts are made. <laughs> okay, I, five buzzwords. That's
1: all we need, man. Okay, so when we start formulating our official Sloan abstracts, which is like now, we need to process them somehow through google trends
0: no you need to give me what the what the buzzwords are that we need to be using oh okay i can do that i
1: i'm ready i bet that might lead to the analysis as well oh man oh we're set okay this has been a productive this has been a productive conversation topic
0: (laughs) i lost in the home league and it was garrett cole's fault maybe Probably Eric Cole's fault. Oh, my God. Losing two starts from him is insane. I don't know. How, how am I supposed to recover from that? And then for the, the guy that I was playing to have the week of his life. I want to push back a little tiny bit because the week that my team had last week would have beat your oh. team's week.
1: <laughs> so, I I you know, let's just be careful. Let's pump the brakes. I'm, I'm, I'm saying, saying the that. two <laughs>
0: things together, but I, excuse me. Your team also had the week of its life for no apparent reason you know why
1: because they're out a racket. <laughs> yeah because they're out and well i to be fair i really wanted to stomp the guy that i was playing so
0: that's yeah always good it looked
1: like it was gonna be a 10-0 for a minute and <laughs> <laughs> settled for an 8-0-2 two. <laughs> 2 ties always good this week on the pod the joys of javascript and scraping and looking at doppelganger teams I think this is going to be all kind of one big conversation, so I won't delineate it by second half, first half, but loosely we're going to start by talking about the techniques that we had to employ, and then we're going to talk about specific players that came up as a result of this analysis. So here we go. I specifically requested a piece of data from you this week, and you came through with flying colors. Very last
0: second, yep.
1: (laughs) No, it was, well, is it the very last second if that's always when I'm working on things?
0: <laughs> I did. I did have that in my head. It's like Mike asked for us on Sunday. He's not going to face it <laughs> until Monday, exactly. Tuesday.
1: Exactly. It's not. You know. Is it late if I hadn't planned on
0: starting? <laughs> it's not. You yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. So, so why don't you tell everybody what you requested?
1: I requested what, on its face, is a very simple request. Can you just yeah. give me the up to date? TGFBI rosters.
0: Right. Unfortunately, not very straightforward. So I came in on the white horse <laughs> with Selenium in the back pocket saying, JavaScript, oh, schmavascript.
1: I telling? am going to
0: automate a web browser to click buttons and grab tables that are generated from the JavaScript and we'll be all set. For Unfortunately... There's no way, I couldn't figure out a way to do that, like, on its face. As in, like, go to each, every player's, uh, every player's team in, like, a meaningful way. I mean, like, you could go to the overall standings, and then you could click on every single player, and then you could download their teams. You know what sucks? Doing that. Yeah, I was going
1: to ask you, because that was, when I wrote down the algorithm, because... Typically, when I design algorithms, I still like write down like okay, this is like a step that I want to do that Those are the steps that I wrote down because I was like this is easy i 'll just scrape down these HTML tables and hit the links and we'll be done and Then I ran into JavaScript and I was like i 'm done <laughs> like i 'm out
0: it 's also like there are multiple tables in there, yeah. and I always hate it when the when a fantasy website which um, separates the start the starters. Mm from the bench, the pitchers, from the hitters. So it means like there are multiple tables, didn't want to deal with that. And then I said, okay, wait, I know this. We know this. I can just go to player stats and I can just look at ownership there. You know what you can't do? Look at that for any other team.
1: Oh, that is.
0: Even using the URLs. So that I could have just downloaded. I could have just clicked the button that says download and then I just got mine. For every single one of them. So then I realized what I could do, though, and I, we've done this previously in a previous pod, was grab all of the add drops for every league. Mm-hmm. So we So that's great, right? We have everyone who has been added and dropped from a team. <laughs> and then I said, okay, wait. We had done this for draft results. NFBC did change change that, but there's another way to grab all the draft results. So if I have, especially in a league that doesn't have trades, if I have the draft results and I have all the information on who's been added and dropped, I should be able to come up with the current <laughs> rosters, right? Oh, and uh, so, I, so I grabbed that and then I was sending it over to Mike and just stream of consciousness like... Hey, here it is. I think it's about right. I don't know of any issues with it. And then just in the back of my mind as I'm writing, it's like, Oh no, actually there might be this one issue. What if someone's been added and dropped multiple times by a team? Um, oh crap. There's no way that those would all be removed. <laughs> Darn it. <laughs> it's,
1: it this, it's crazy that this like really simple request turned out to be so hard and that that really i think is the is the kernel of like the thing that makes data science harder than it has any
0: right to be <laughs> is well i think that uh, yeah p- data scientists across the board say this and i i think our um our buddy our buddy Nate Silver has said this as well it's like you know the getting the data into the format that you want it to be is 90% of the issue and then once you're there it's like you have all this fun—you have all these tools that you can throw that data into, but it's all about getting it into a shape that you can actually do analysis on. But I came back—I came back with the fix to this because I figured out—I did come back with a fix to the original thing that I did, which was just basically all I did was I—I I had the one table, I had the draft results table, I had the ad drops table, I added in all the ads as a column player team and then I created another table which was all the drops so dropped player team joined that based on those two uh those two keys and then anyone with a positive join I dropped queries upon queries my man unfortunately as I said if you if you had been if you are someone and let's you know let's let's call someone out if you are troy Clouder, Cluder? Clouder. And you've added Chris Iannetta four times. Four times he's added Chris Ionetta. Okay. Several that things. includes draft.
1: I have to say, that's ridiculous that you're calling out Troy Clouder because I was going to call out Troy Clouder later. <laughs> well,
0: so, Troy. This is a Troy pod. Don't know what you're doing.
1: <laughs> if Troy has a Twitter handle, he's going to be blown away when this hits. <laughs> yeah.
0: We're going to have to, we're going to have to, met. we'll find you, Troy.
1: So, this there was just like, wow. Probably approximately six minutes. I'm gonna go with of us talking about how we to, love
0: to complain just, about scraping just this, and not doing.
1: No, but it, but it, but it's interesting on some level because it was this really simple idea, and this is what stops people from doing this themselves,
0: right? Oh yeah, and this is what I mean. Like anyone who's got a who is a data scientist and has a boss who's not a data scientist is like, Mm. well, just grab all the teams, whatever. (laughs) Right. (laughs) That should take, that should take five minutes. Right. And then spend two hours on analysis. And you're like, no, actually it's the other way. I'm going to spend two hours on data prep and five minutes on the analysis. That's exactly right.
1: Well, let's talk about the five minutes I spent on analysis then. We're constantly impressed by how clever some people can be with their fantasy baseball team names. This is Scott Chew.
0: At If the Chew Fits. If the Chew Fits. I like that. That's a good one. What is his team name? I think. Is his team name the.
1: I think it's If the Chew Fits, isn't it? I actually did I did have something in mind when I did this and it was very sophisticated and then I pared it way down so it's not very sophisticated but maybe more interesting despite that. Aha. Uh-huh. I like it. I wanted to look at the teams that are doing well and try and figure out if they were what they were doing similarly. So what is it about the good teams that's making them good? And I came up with this concept of team doppelgangers. So this was the easier way, the easiest way to do this is just look at every team and I built a giant matrix and asked how many players on this team are the same as a player on this other team. Now, okay. This only works because we have 20 leagues, right? Yeah. It so mm-hmm. you see of course within your own league, nobody you're never going to be the same as a team in your own league because there's only one of that player. But Across all the leagues, you can try and see who has the most similar teams. Top line result, no two teams are that similar. Now, I say that similar because the most similar teams have 10 overlapping guys. 10. I mean, that's pretty... <laughs> that's a, that's, 10 guys is crazy. That's a pretty big number. And let me tell you something else about them. They're both doing terribly. So... Here, here are the 10 guys that they have in overlap. They're roughly 2,000 points behind, which puts them both in the, the like, 250 and worse. Okay. Okay. They're not doing something correctly. Here are the 10 guys that they have in common. Francisco Lindor, Victor Robles, Madison Bumgarner, Shohei Otani, Luke Voigt, Carlos Martinez, Jan Gomes, Jeff McNeil, Jeremy Jeffress, and Wiley Peralta. I was pretty excited at the roughly the first half of that list, and then it just fell apart. Wow! Wow, that's a mix. That's a mix of players. So this, so the rest of the pod is going to be me comparing two teams, and us trying to figure out what the next step is to figure out what to do with that information.
0: So, so is Jeff McNeil the only one having a? a season that has a is positive sigma on the potential results
1: i think that's right let's look at something that's closer to home that we might have more insight on which is our doppelganger teams there we go so i identified a team that has seven guys overlapping with your tgfbi team wow now you have 2054 points and this other team has fifteen hundred and sixty-two points. So we'll interpret this as you will. You can try and help us develop an intuitive understanding. Here we go. Here are the seven guys <laughs> that you have in common with this mid middle of the road team. More middle of the road team than myself. You're not middle of the road. You're not you're not like doing great. Not great. But you're not middle of the road. Okay. Nolan ornato Ozzy Alves, Sean Doolittle, Max Muncy, DJ LeMayhew. Joe Jimenez and Nick Anderson.
0: Yeah, well, Nick Anderson is a recent, must be a recent ad. Uh, well, Joe Joe might be a recent ad for this person as well. Is this a good overlap or a bad overlap? This person is doing worse than you.
1: Victoria Bell is doing worse than you. Okay. So, is Victoria Bell doing poorly in spite of having these good players because your team is doing better, or is Victoria Bell? Do, only doing as well as they are because they have these players and they would otherwise be doing worse.
0: I mean, Nolan Arenado, you got within, like, it, it, either you got him at number three or you got him at, like, number 11. So it's not like there's going to be that much variation there. It's not like um, you got him at pick number 200 or something like that. Yeah, that's and a good somehow point. he's overperforming, like a Raphael Devers. There is like a huge relationship to where your team might be performing, and and him because of where you got him. Whereas Nolan Arenado, it's not really. I don't think that's okay. really going to affect your team. Victoria Bell drafted drafted ninth because we have this an- we have this information. So presumably Arenado went nine. She got a nine. That's nice. A steal. Way to go, Ozzie Albies. Also, probably within a certain area he's he's overproduced a little bit Nolan Arenado has been right on Albies has been a little bit up and down but mostly up Sean Doolittle is what now on the 10 dated DL it's about yeah. time well he's been exactly he <laughs> yeah. is who we thought he was sure um Max Muncy I don't know where she drafted him Bell got Muncy pick 99
1: whoa that's a good deal
0: I got Muncie at 123. Oh, never mind. That's a bad deal. Yeah, she's a, she was the second highest. She was tied with Boss for the second. Okay.
1: Um So maybe we're learning something about. Oh man. Okay. This this problem might be even harder than I imagined it was going to be.
0: Yeah. But the big one. So Lemayhew, DJ Lemayhew, is one got to be one of the biggest movers or shakers on this list because he has well outperformed his expectations Mm -hmm. she got him at 232 i got him at 238 so very similar oh that
1: okay so so really to do this properly i'm gonna have to correlate it with draft positions yeah oh man oh man okay all right i can do oh no uh
0: she did also draft
1: was she drafting a bastardo too joe
0: jimenez Oh, maybe two seventy nine. Wow, no belief deep in there. Okay, all right. I was three thirty three. I had to take him at that point. He's my boy. (laughs) All right, fair enough. this is, I got to say,
1: this is okay. This is an interesting exercise. Let me give you an interesting other team and see if you can learn anything from this team because the number fifteen overall team has a six-player overlap with you. And they're pretty funny. They don't make any sense to me on the surface, so I'm curious what to make of this. Charlie Blackman, Steven Strasburg, Eddie Rosario, Carlos Martinez, again, Seth Lugo, Cameron Mabin. Those six guys are part of a top 15 team.
0: (laughs) They're also on your team. Charlie Blackman was going late. Okay. So he's a lot of extra value there in my opinion um steven strasberg also a value in the drafts i mean he backs it up with some good guys he he picked number one overall so he has mike trout which is oh wow yeah (laughs) which is and blackman together is not bad i don't think that this is what i was expecting i don't think that he drafted carlos martinez so someone dropped him so he's got him now and someone had dropped him so that's oh that's so you know seth lugo and cameron Mabin, i don't i think are also adds Seth Lugo was doing extremely well until I picked him up, and then he let up. You messed up. Like seven earned runs in in, in a third of an inning. Okay, so what we're what we're seeing here is that both of these got all of
1: these guys on this list were drafted were our value picks. So between two teams that are ostensibly doing pretty well, your team and his team, we're seeing that the overlap is in value guys.
0: Alright, so who are your doppelgangers?
1: Alright, my doppelgangers are a little frustrating because one of them is doing really well. And my quick inference is that these are ingredients that I should keep on a team. Clayton Kershaw, Carlos Carrasco, Russell Iglesias, Marcus Simeon, and Anthony Santander. And those guys are all performing way over their heads except for Carrasco. So it's nice to see that another team that was doing well could also afford to burn a bench spot on Carrasco. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like we have been doing. Um the pickup of Anthony Santander, we both are riding Clayton Kershaw hard. Yeah. This is Roto Baller Mariano, who also has Mike Trout. So alright, good way to make your team good, get Mike Trout. Mike Trout <laughs> instead of Jose Ramirez? Oh well, yes. I mean, demonstrably that is what happened here. <laughs> and right. would you would you like to know would you like to know what team I do have? in common with Jose Ramirez. I have a team that has five, and one of them is, he's doing, this is an epically bad team. Like, over 300. (laughs) And things that we have in common, Jose Ramirez, Miles Miklas, Chris Paddock, Archie Bradley, Brian Anderson. The only thing that's even remotely ownable on there is Chris. That's even like remotely an upside thing on there right now is
0: Chris Paddock. The regression to mean on Jose Ramirez in the second half, maybe over the whole season. But see, you didn't think this through. You should have grabbed Yelich because now you get to see the regression to the mean of Jose Ramirez. As you, a Twins fan are hating to watch the regression to the mean opposing. I know. Ramirez.
1: I know. This is You it's, only lose. It's the worst of all worlds for me. So mm. I feel I kinda feel like with my doppelganger teams that it's pretty straightforward. The guys that I are on the team that's doing well that I've overlapped with, it makes perfect sense. Those are good yeah. players. And the guys that I'm doing that are overlapping with the team that's doing badly are bad players. And that kind of makes sense too. Or
0: yeah, are not upside picks. Yeah. So
1: I mean I can't ditch them, right, because we have no trades and I can't like I can't
0: drop Jose Ramirez. <laughs> I I can drop How do you predict ahead of time that you are picking bad players?
1: Uh well you don't. I guess I mean I guess part of this exercise for me was thinking about team construction globally. I was hoping that we would see that we would see trends about how you pick how you design a team overall. And so the thing that I tried to do to address that was to look at the the two teams two comp- in the okay. top thirty that had the most overlap. And these two teams I'll mm-hmm. call out by name because it turns out, as much shit as we just gave Troy Clowder, he's in the top thirty. Yeah. So good job, my man. Along with Bordabello Crush Room.
0: It's a good name.
1: Great name. They have a whopping nine players overlapping. And so I think we can definitively say that they're that their being in the top 30 has a big part to do with these guys. So mm-hmm. here are the nine. Trevor Story, Anthony Rendon, Patrick Corbin, Ross Iglesias, Will Smith, Domingo Santana, Chris Paddock, Josh Van Meter. All right, they have eight overlapping.
0: I like Josh Van Meter.
1: Chris Paddock's on this list. Chris Paddock was on my bad list, but he is doing well. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think about... I mean, Trevor Story, I think... Trevor story is overperforming what people thought he was going to do. So even though you paid for him in the first, they probably both got him in the second round.
0: <clears throat> yeah. They got him where they had to get him. Yeah. But, and that was what uh, Trevor story was. But I think a lot of people didn't, he's sort of a first round talent that everybody was like, you know, I don't know if he's going to really do it again. Hmm. So that's great. You want to have players like that, that return first round talent, but they're consistently in the second round.
1: Like, I mean, depending upon where you're drafting, Blackman, he's he- when he's healthy, he's up there.
0: Right. It's usually a player when he's healthy, or I, I sort of you know who, who's one of them is uh, David Ortiz was one of those. Like, uh, yeah, wasn't fir- yeah. wasn't a first round talent that you would draft in the second round, but was like top fifty talent that you would draft at like a hundred. Right. Never. A, you need those like never a sexy
1: pick, <laughs> but. They seem to return the value. And Trevor Story is one of those guys. Springer.
0: Oh, Springer. Great, great call. Springer is exactly yep. one of those. Anthony Rendon is another yeah, one who's, who's actually. Patrick Corbin, I think this year people had were out on a little bit. Um,
1: well, it seems true for Iglesias on this list. I mean, actually, mm-hmm. this theory of like these are guys that people were a little, analysts were a little out on kind of works for most of the guys on this list.
0: And that is something that we have tried Mm. to focus on. You know, guys who have potential upside that doesn't match where the rankings have them.
1: Hmm. All right. I kind of like this. I kind of like this theory now where I'm just going to draft on. Didn't we talk about drafting on upside? All right.
0: Drafting unsexy guys. Yeah.
1: No, we've talked about that a lot. On upside. All right. Well, this data does nothing to not bear that out. I'm going to put this away for, I think... A week and work on some Sloan stuff,
0: but I'm I'm coming back to this with a deeper analysis. Yeah. Alright, I think that about brings us to the review session. Aaron Judge. I'm gonna conjecture that you weren't actually as mad about
1: watching him as you were when I proposed him. Oh yeah, because he was terrible this week. Well he was terrible this week. I did I ended up watching the Friday game because I mistakenly chose a week where he had a lot of off games. <laughs> Sorry about that. But he is on pace for ninety-three games currently. Uh-huh. Probably gonna end a little higher than that because well, <laughs> I guess I don't know. Yep. He's on pace for it. In those ninety-three games, he is on pace for sixty-four runs, sixteen home runs, forty-four RBIs, two stolen bases, and a two sixty-four average.
0: I'll just quickly It's not the line that you'd be expecting.
1: Well, I'll quickly note actually that the tools on a per PA basis were pretty much right on. It's just that nice. we predicted that he would have 600 PAs and he's going to get 400. Maybe he might hit 400. Yeah. <clears throat> he's yeah. he's not on base for 400, but he might get there. And if he gets there, our predictions will look okay. The thing that we're a little off on is that we underpredicted his runs a little bit, which kind of makes sense for somebody being on a Yankees team.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's really, I, I was looking at just now, 64 runs to 44 RBIs is not what you'd be expecting. From for him? No. No. Yeah. But you actually shared
1: a, a real piece of data this week, and I appreciated that greatly, which was...
0: The Aaron Judge oh, yeah. spray chart. <laughs> uh, yeah, his spray chart is pretty illuminating, and it's just everything <laughs> goes into right field.
1: He, I, during the Friday game, he managed to hit into the outfield shift, which I didn't pick up on. So mm-hmm. he hit to the left fielder in the outfield shift, which meant that he was hitting basically into center <laughs> because they shade, right. they shade so far away from the left field line when he's up in the outfield.
0: Yeah, I, it's, it has been something that I had intuited, but I hadn't really realized how aggressive that spray chart was. I think
1: it has to do something with the, something is not right with his swing. Did you, like, when, when I watched him connect right with the ball. Right now? No, I think I just, um. okay, it's just not a classically beautiful swing.
0: It, you're right. And I would, it's the same way that uh, Chris Davis, anytime yeah. that he swung at a ball. And it didn't and it didn't hit for home run, you're like, that doesn't look right. And then when he does, it's like, whoa, that's that that's a big man's wing, a big piece of wood. 'Cause
1: cause the judge on in the Friday game he had two line drives to right that were well hit balls, but they didn't look right coming off the bat. Like he looked he's super off balance at the end of his swing. I mean I think pitchers
0: have sort of picked up
1: on what to do, which is to pitch him high. <laughs>
0: Mm -hmm. But it makes you no. I think both, both him and Stanton have been the last two years have been injured a lot. Yeah, and then they've been facing pitchers who are finally figuring them out.
1: I think there's been a really big figuring out Aaron Judge Renaissance,
0: and he's got a huge strike zone. Yeah,
1: Yeah, exactly. So you can pitch him. You can pitch him crazy high, like what just feels uncomfortably high. (laughs)
0: He has a pretty upright stance, so yeah. it's he not doing any himself any favors there. Could you imagine what he would look like crouching though? <laughs> to like, no, and he would look so silly. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I mean, he's basketball. He looks player okay size. in
0: the outfield though. Him just loping around in the outfield doesn't look sure. bad. I wonder how many. Like, I,
1: one thing that I could use from Statcast is the number of steps that somebody would take to cover a distance.
0: That would be interesting. Yeah. Like, no, because he just jumps right out. He's just like, "Boop, I'm over here." Boop, I'm over here. <laughs> he's just not, a little trot. He's
1: not super heads up, but he's big enough that it doesn't matter.
0: Yeah, like he's a
1: bad center and that's a fielder, good spot in the outfield. But he's a good bit. corner, good corner outfielder.
0: Perfectly fine corner infielder. That's you know very different from our guy last week, Renfro, who yeah. looked lost out there. You know, yeah. Judge is <laughs> taking the right. It's like. It's like Sano at third base. Sano <laughs> at third base, limited mobility, but he does—you know—he occupies his space well. Oh, that's—that's oh, that's a great way to say that.
1: No, you're absolutely right. <laughs> Takes up the appropriate amount of space. So, are you more or less into Aaron Judge after watching him? Because I'm less into Aaron Judge actually.
0: I don't want to. I didn't want to draft him next year. I would like to draft him even less okay. next year. So this has been productive because
1: I think we would both now say that he's overvalued. Even looking ahead to next year, I think he'll still be overvalued. I don't think either of us would take him at where he's going to go ADP-wise.
0: Yeah, he's only going to be undervalued in a all-Red Sox fan league. And there
1: he will be severely undervalued. So, you know, just... Just look alive, people. <laughs> just like just like
0: Jeter available in the third or fourth round. Yeah. <laughs> you know, in the turn of the Yeah, game.
1: Exactly. That kind of team. And those teams happen. Alright, buddy.
0: Who are we gonna watch next week? Usually we watch him for his defense. Have we already done him? Kevin Pillar? We've not done Kevin Pillar. Nope. Let's do it. Kevin Pilar. Number Pillar. fifteen over the last three weeks. Kevin
1: Pilar is somebody that I love to own
0: and then love to drop also. So, yeah. As soon as I'm like, all right, this time, this time, <laughs> this time, I'm gonna have him. And then it's like two days later, he's hurt. Two yeah. days later, yes. he's just falling apart.
1: Yep. So we, it's it'll be interesting to see if he gets hurt or just does not perform well.
0: <laughs> time for a little housekeeping. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter, Fantasy Tools Mind the Z. Thank you, Mild Manner, for letting us use your tunes. Be sure to follow them on SoundCloud and Facebook. Feel free to email us with questions or comments. Send us messages at fantasy.tools at gmail.com. Again, mind the Z. All I've got left is worst of luck to you, buddy. Worst of luck to you, too.